you have been cordially invited to the Eternal Slumber Party. I knew I wasn't gonna have time to set it up. Why did I do that? I just wanted to look at it. Yeah. It's kind of what I like to do with stuff. You wanna see what I bought? What did see you what buy? I did? What did you do? Is that a notebook? I got a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite part is that it's like a disco ball and it's Ooh. like metallic. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're not glitter, but I did get rainbow ball pens as well. I love that. I have to order my planner yeah. for next year. So yeah, I got that. Just like I said I would, finally did it. I'm so proud of you. I went to two different stores. Today. Let's jump in. How are you doing? I have a bit of a roller coaster to take you on today. Perfect. I also have a bit of a roller coaster. We're coming in hot. Coming Let's in do hot. Do you want to tell your roller coaster first? Um, sure. So, first, I want to start off. We're going to rewind to yesterday at my workout class. Okay. There is a person mm -hmm. in this workout class, not me, <laughs> another person, mm -hmm. a man. Whatever. He exists there. That's fine. He is wearing bright white tennis shoes. Okay. Cool. Great. Love that for him. We get on the rowing machine and he gets two extra wipes and puts them over his shoes so they don't get dirty from the rowing machine straps. Mm. That gives me uncomfy vibes. I never got the ick so hard in my life <laughs> from seeing that. I'm not interested in this man whatsoever don't even know his name i will probably never see him again but i have not stopped thinking about how he decided to wear he knew what he was getting into for this workout class he decided to wear the bright white tennis shoes and and use wipes over them which i cannot imagine is good for the shoe yeah that doesn't just seem have protective clorox wipes on there as you're like working out i don't know it, it i'm sure it like keeps it pure pristine white I hated it don't um, wear shoes yesterday. you want to keep white to the gym what the fuck yeah because then we get all like on the treadmill at the end of class and i don't know like it's it's not gonna stay clean it's not gonna stay clean all right i don't understand it if he is a listener please send a review <laughs> and explain to me in detail why you do the things that you do um now we can fast forward to tonight where after work, after my desk job, I clock out and I say, I'm going to go get myself a little treat at Target. So I walk myself to the Target. I wander around for like 20 minutes in this Target. Like, I just want treats. I want something to satisfy, like, the treat gremlin inside of me. I will take literally anything. I wandered around for 20 minutes and there was nothing in that Target that I wanted to buy. Not a damn thing. I hate So then that. I walk over to the Dollar General where I find 
my sweet new disco pink disco ball notebook. That is a good find. That's all collective. Yeah, no, pretty happy. Um, I did spend like another 15 minutes in the Dollar General. Like, please, God, just let me buy something impulsive. I want <laughs> to do an impulse buy. Why is it so difficult for me to impulse buy something that is $20 or less? And I could not find a single thing. The notebook and the pens were like five bucks. I also got some extra dry erase markers because I'm out of dry erase markers. That's I kind of hilarious. I went to two stores to try to impulse buy. Why? Target, please answer. Why could I not buy anything impulsively at your store tonight? It's because they I got rid of all the Halloween stuff. It's Christmas time now, so there's not as much goodies to impulsively buy. But I would have bought impulsively bought christmas goodies because i am desperate for a dopamine hit that only a small impulse buy can fill sorry i need to pause our conversation for a second that comes over the day or that comes out the day i come over i know that will be my entire attitude for clarification because i'm gonna have to cut that out noah khan is releasing a song with hosier releasing on this friday november 10th 10th and it will be my entire personality for the remainder of this year. Like, I- coincidentally, Margo and I will be having a sleepover before we go to the horror. Co- this weekend, there's so much happening. This weekend is going to be our weekend. <laughs> but Noah Con Hozier, Monster Mania, and our sleepover, all within the same 24 hours. And Taylor Swift is back on tour. She's in Argentina right now, back on tour. So I'm doubly annoying because I need to know what the secret songs will be. So it's going to be a real chaotic time. It, I just, I need everyone to know that if you want to know who I am as a person, you listen to three artists. You listen to Florence and the Machine, Hosier, and Noah Khan, And you will understand who I am as a human being. If you want a fourth... Halsey. Halsey will also explain a lot about who I am as a person. <laughs> Anyways. I'm comprised of Taylor Swift, Fallout Boy. I think My Chemical Romance is the third one. Yeah, I think I'd have to say that for you. Yeah, I think I think so. And then if you want a fourth, and this one might surprise some people, this is really out of left field. AJR. Oh, I love AJR. I do love AJR. It's just, it's kind of a random fourth person to add onto there. But, well, you know, my, my religion is I believe in the Holy Trinity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost being Hosier Noah Khan and Florence of the Machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is my religion. That's my faith. That's what I follow and practice every day of my life. (laughs) I am controlled by a 33-year-old blonde woman. And whatever she says to do, I just do. So This explains a lot about both of us. Do you want to hear my roller coaster? Yeah, what's your roller coaster? It's about online dating. (laughs) (laughs) So... You poor soul. Um... I told you about the the first person that I was talking to this week who got upset because he was like, hey, let's plan a time to 
go out to dinner and I was like, cool, I'm really busy during the week. And unfortunately this coming weekend, I'm really busy as well. As you and I just explained all of our plans. He got yes. very upset and was like, are you sure you even have time for a relationship? And I was like, yeah, I'm just busy this weekend. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh? And then I didn't text this man for like six hours because I was running late in the morning and then went to work. And so I didn't text him. And he was like, I don't think this is going to work between us. You clearly are too busy for a relationship. And I was like, my guy, it was a couple hours. <laughs> like, you're a stranger. I've only known of your existence for five days. Would you calm down, please? So anyways, that was the first dip in the roller coaster. Now, you ready for the, the loop-de-loop? <laughs> yeah. So today, I matched with someone who, like, started off queer, D&D &D dungeon master, DM for a D&D &D campaign. One of their pictures is in a full, accurate cosplay of the armor from The Witcher 3. And uh -huh. in our first conversation, also mentioned, is currently reading Akatar and loving it. Someone cooked here. Someone cooked here. Is not currently looking for a relationship and would only like to be friends. <laughs> Damn, that's so unfortunate. That would have otherwise been your perfect match. I literally was sitting there like, okay, okay, this is going great. This is fan like I'm loving everything that I'm seeing here. The vibes immaculate, loving what's happening. And then reality check. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well, let's talk about what we do in the shadows. Let's talk about it, and maybe this will go slightly smoother yep. than last episode, in which Kirsty just kept screaming, I hate everything. Yeah, no, I rage quit that movie, and this movie, I kept going, I love it. I love it so much. I'm so happy. <laughs> I want to tell you this morning, I was listening to an ep the newest episode of That Spooky, and they were doing the story of the Richardson family murders, and there's someone in there who... Her street name was The Blonde Vampire. And literally, I heard them say The Blonde Vampire, and I went, Lestat. And then they went, that makes me think of Lestat. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I need to tell Kirstie about this. See, what's funny is I I just refuse to relate anything to um, Interview with a Vampire. So my first thought would be, Blonde Vampire? Carlisle? That you? I I'm a Twilight person. That says a lot about you. I don't know if that explains. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that explains anything. If that makes people go, oh, yeah, that tracks. Like, I don't know what that says, but I Twilight was a thing. I was very briefly into Twilight, like really intensely into Twilight in sixth grade, then kind of grew out of it and then got really into it again in a more ironic sense. Uh, because it's so bad, it's good. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. We're talking about what we do in the shadows, which is a Taika Waititi movie that he and Jermaine Clement worked on. And fun fact for you, it's mostly improvised. They did write out a script, but most of this movie is improv. I had a feeling 
improvisational. I don't think I'm supposed vibe. to say improved. I don't think that's a word. Eh. Right? Improvised. But also, like, it kind of works because it's supposed to be a mockumentary. Yeah. I know a lot of people who did improv in college. Again, I did not do it, but I think that I am now friends with people who did improv in college. Um, I think also explains something about me and my standards. Um, <laughs> I don't think that you're supposed to say improv, but I also don't know what I'm supposed to say. Like it's it's improvised. A lot of the movie is made like they improv. Improv- it's improvised. improvised yeah improvised yeah. i don't know that would be the correct word would be improvised guys i don't know they improved it and i just fucking love this movie so much it i did have a little bit of a mandela effect with this movie because it came out in 2014 released in the united states in 2015 but i could have sworn to you i was watching this in 2010 Oh. Now, they did base it off of a short film that they made, which was released in 2005. Okay. But I I do have vivid memories of watching this much, much earlier than You were actually able to. <laughs> so, did you look up any history about it or anything beyond that? Um, not particularly. I I just kind of looked that one up. Um, I feel like the history with this one, you just have to watch it. Because this came out after Office, after Parks and Rec, like kind of on the coattails of all the mockumentaries. Yeah. And it's right before everyone figured out that Taika Waititi is one of the hottest men alive, along with Reese Darby. (laughs) And... I would say it was also right at the end of Twilight Mania with all the vampires. You said it came out in 2015? Uh, 2014 in New Zealand, 2015 in the States. That was right. Yes, because Breaking Dawn Part 2 was released in 2012. So you're right. It is right on the end of that. It was right in the moment when people started being like, oh, this is dumb. It it was right at the moment where people still really liked vampires and vampires were very much still the thing. But right at the end of that, um, when did Parks and Recreation end? Parks and Rec ended 2015. Yeah, so it would have been kind of at the end of the mockumentary craze, right at the end of the vampire craze, right before... Taika Waititi really took off. What is it that made him take off again? So there might be some debate amongst the Taika Waititi Waititi fan club. I would say that this is probably what launched him into the American entertainment mind. Like if people were like, ooh, we like this Taika guy. Uh, Jermaine Clement. Jermaine, yeah. uh, I believe he was part of Flight of the... Yeah, he was part of Flight of the Concords. So that was kind of like a more hipster, lesser known thing everyone was all into with Dimitri Martin. Um, oh, he directed one of the Thor movies. Isn't that what did it? So he did direct one of the Thor movies. He also did Jojo Rabbit and he also did Hunt of the Wilder People. I haven't heard of Hunt of the Wilder so, People. So 
Oh, I love that movie so much. Um, I'm a I'm a Taika Waititi stan. I do love him. Really, a good. I help. think this is what kind of yeah, I know, crazy, right? I'm really good at hiding all of the things that I love. You say that close to the heart. as if you didn't hide Taylor Swift from me for six months of our friendship. I had to make sure you were actually going to be my friend once you saw the crazy. <laughs> then I just got you with the murder podcast. And I was like, okay, if she can stick around the murder podcast, I think Taylor Swift will be okay. <laughs> anyway, um, he did direct the Thor movie, which I think. Reservation Dogs? Oh. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was in Yeah, that. he's done a lot of stuff. But I do think that what we do in the shadows, both the movie and the show, even though he's more of an executive producer, I don't know how much he really does with the TV show. Um, he was in one episode of it. I think this is what really it. got him. He is. I know. All I'm saying is I think that this is kind of what made people, or at least like more of the hipsters go, yes, we like this person. He's a really good director, producer, writer. Um, then he did jojo rabbit no he did thor first and then i think he did jojo rabbit and then he did our flag means death right um and reservation dogs although i've not seen reservation dogs i haven't either i I've was told by yet. someone that it is essentially exactly like my hometown and that parts of it were actually based off of near where i lived but i have not watched it yet i i want to i have not found the right moment to yeah that's um, fair but yeah the first date i had with Dr. Boyfriend was actually to go see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, which yeah, I we this is so cheesy for our anniversary this year. We're going to watch it again, which is so disgusting. That is and cheesy. Ew. What year? It's like we like each other. What year anniversary is this? Um, four. God, yes. so it's not even for the fifth. You're just randomly doing it. Ugh. So because I want and to gross. watch it again. So yeah, um, let me read off the little synopsis for what we do in sh what we do in the shadows, which is a horror comedy. Vampire housemates try to cope with the complexities of modern life and show a newly turned hipster some of the perks of being undead. Would you call Nick a hipster? I think that if I put it in the context of 2014 New Zealand, yes. Okay. He has a neck tattoo and wears that bomber style jacket. So yes, I would say hipster. Okay. If you were to put that style on someone five to ten years later not a hipster that's normal because we would say that's normal fashion right now right but back then i'd say that's more fair. on the that's hipster fair. end yeah yeah i think it's also hipster is a good word to explain instead of just saying young adult because he's not a teen he's a young adult but he's that like i to me it makes sense like i'd be like okay that's a good way like that's a fast way to describe him yeah, because I guess you really can't say millennial, because like he's just a millennial <laughs> vampire. Yeah, no, that's not. That's what he is. He's a millennial vampire, and no one wants to say it, but I'll speak the truth. 
Um, but yeah, so that's the synopsis. I'd say that's a pretty accurate yeah. retelling of what this movie is. And we open up with Viago, who is played by Taika Waititi. And who is just precious baby angel. I think that's also why I think it's such an older movie. He looks so baby. He's so baby. He looks so much younger. But also Viago in general. And that's only like 10 years ago. Yeah. But Viago in general is also just precious baby angel. Like the way he peeked around the curtains to see if it's nighttime. Just like, I don't know. He... He is so wonderful. And then we meet the other housemates. And we have Deacon. We have um, Peter. And then we also have... Did I really not write down Vladislav. all four names? Vladislav. That's yeah. why I didn't write it down. I could not. <laughs> so I think I just referred to him as Jermaine. There's, there's Viago. Vladislav. Deacon and Vladislav, and then there's Peter, who is an ancient vampire. Yeah, thousands of years old. I I am Peter when it comes to the housemate situation, because my notes here are we all have a housemate like Viago. We've all had someone like that. I've also always had someone like Peter. I was usually the Peter in the situation. I, did I think not I've only well ever had Viagos. a roommate like Deacon, and that's it. <laughs> I mm. also so I do love because we in, we meet all of these characters as Viago goes around and gets them together for a um apartment meeting. Everyone yeah. needs to be there for the apartment meeting to go over chores. Yeah. Also, Deacon was turned into a vampire by Peter. I just want to make that note. Yes. So that's how they all ended up. Yeah. Deacon and Peter are besties. Yeah kind of cute i kind of love that it is pretty cute um vladislav is very clearly a play on vlad the impaler like vlad the poker yeah like that i was just like <laughs> i see you so in an interview that taika watiti did for our flag means death when he was being asked how he got into character for Blackbeard, he said that he's really lazy. He started reading the Wikipedia page, decided, nah, this guy's shit, and then just started to do whatever he felt was right and, like, was kind of goofy silly with it. And I think the same thing happened in this movie when he was writing and kind of coming up with it. Because what I was reading online is that they had the scenes and they would be written out. They would describe what's supposed to happen in the scene, but then everyone would just kind of improv they would do improvisational humor yeah and kind of do whatever and i feel like that style of directing and crafting this movie really comes out with all the little jokes they make towards vampires and like i think these that... references like vlad the impaler to yeah Vladislav the poker I think that the movie and subsequently the TV show, because it, they are, the TV show captures the vibe. Like the vibe is perfect. Even the houses are almost identically perfect. The houses matches. are almost identical. The, they really 
picked actors that they knew could do that style of humor because this style of humor is improv but it is also very dry humor like it's a very dry like we are taking ourselves seriously and you get to find the humor in it you're not gonna see us like there's yeah and all, all down to like the 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 the, the, the theme song it's the exact same theme song in the TV show and yes. the movie. And I fucking love that song. That song's a banger. <laughs> like, and I, I forgot that it was the same song. So I busted out screaming along with it. I was so excited. What I love is, so before the theme song though, they were talking about dishes and chores. Yes. So they're talking about dishes and chores. I, I am Deacon. In this case, I am the deacon. I leave the dishes for so much longer. I've not gotten to five years, but I'd probably, if I was a vampire, those dishes would sit there for five whole years. I could not stop laughing at the line of, what does it matter? What does it matter? You bring them over, you kill them. I was dying at that line. (laughs) Because like, they're so embarrassed. Like there's all these bloody dishes stacked up. Please wash these dishes, Deacon. And he's like, what does it matter if you're embarrassed? You're just going to kill these humans anyway. And I thought that was so funny. And then they hit me with the, you're dead, you're dead. And I busted (laughs) out laughing. I think I want to be Vlad. I think I am Viago. I think, unfortunately, I'm Viago. <laughs> I think it's best I don't live with my friends because I would not be... I have enough crazy roommate stories. And I think I even have a note in here to be like, I should tell Marco some of my crazy roommate stories. I don't tend to get along with roommates. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. And it takes a lot of communication and the patience of a saint that doctor boyfriend lives with me and he is the one with the patience of a saint. He's pretty decent to live with, but also in comparison to his old roommates who I love so dearly, I do think I'm better than some of the people from that one house in Boulder. They all know which one I'm talking about. I think you and doctor boyfriend are the perfect example of black cat girlfriend, golden retriever boyfriend. Thank you. I really genuinely think that you guys are the perfect example of that. See, I think that he's orange cat boyfriend. And I'm like Rottweiler girlfriend. That's the same thing. (laughs) Right. No, here's the thing. Which one of us lives with a black cat? Because I can guarantee you, sometimes you have the energy of my child. And I just need to clarify that also... You no, that's fair. Come over to my house for the first time this weekend. You've never been over to my house, and before. I have the allergy pills locked and loaded. Hell yeah! You're gonna walk in and you're gonna be like, "Why is this so fucking clean?" And I'm gonna and I'm gonna be like, "I'm so sorry, I didn't have time to pick up. Like, don't mind the mess." And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And that's why no, I, I say I am unfortunately Viago. <laughs> I here's the thing. I have given up with that. I'm like, listen, if you're my friend and you're coming into my house at this point, sorry, it's a mess. You all know how I am. My thing is, I just don't make messes. (laughs) I just, 
I like everything. Everything has a place and I put things back in their place and, and they stay there. And it does help that I live with a demon. So I have to pick things up where the demon will eat them. Like I can't leave things sitting around or we end up in ER. But I, I realize I'm a little insane in that area. We complement each other so well because I will have what we refer to in my household as craft explosions. <laughs> you really do. I have seen this. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't be picked up until it's done because if it's picked up before it's done, then it's never getting done. I love that you built a dinner table and that has been sacrificed immediately to crafts. It was unfortunate timing that I was able to build myself a table and then I needed to craft finish crafting stuff for both Halloween and then right after Halloween um we are decided to go to Monster Mania. So, yeah. Unfortunate timing. Those masks are almost done so it will be picked up. It will not be picked up before Dr. Boyfriend is home. It is what it is. He loves me anyway. And that's adorable. In watching Back to the movie. In, in Back to the movie. So in watching this movie immediately after watching Interview with a Vampire, I understand you hate it. I will be making references to it. Still yourself. I understand. It's fine. They There are clear jokes directed to Interview with a Vampire, namely the flying. Oh, absolutely. And the hissing. The flying. And the fashion show that they do. The fashion. The, um, I even made note where it's like, how they're always like so sexy like they're talking about like how they're so sexy or whatever and i was like that's a dig at interview with a vampire that is a hundred percent yes hundred percent and vlad says he's 16 and to me i was just like yes that feels like was rough for a 16 year old that that feels like a yeah who was it that was funny did deacon say he was a nazi because that was the point which i was like jesus christ you can tell this was made 10 years ago yeah so here's the thing um jojo rabbit is also is a nazi movie it is a movie about nazis yes and you feel bad for the little german boy who is blonde hair blue eyed Taika Waititi does it, I think, in such an interesting way where he kind of clowns on him and he always makes Hitler the butt of the joke. Yes. I have heard that about Jojo Rabbit, that it's like, it's a fantastic movie yeah. in that sense. And Taika plays Hitler in that movie because no one else wanted to do it the way he did. So he's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. And that man is so fucking funny. He, he is. He does have a very... But we're not talking about that movie. No. Right now. I I also want to say I love that photo montage that happens during the intro song that is them like living through the years like the 80s and the 60s and the 20s yes. photos like I really that, enjoyed that it's so good because mm-hmm. that and like the the montage of them dressing like themselves and getting each other's opinions and like things like that there's just like this air of like it it's the same feeling in a way in in a way but not in a way that halloween had in that this was not a big budget film like no this is not a big budget film this was a tiny this was like these oh that's another thing i saw this was crowd for crowd funded oh wow there was like a gofundme 
Patreon sort of situation. Uh, there was a lot of crowdfunding to make this movie. And it, I, it shows not in the mean way, but in the good way. Yes. It shows in the way that it's like, they, they were like, we have this much money. Let's make something great. We have this idea. And it's, I, I just, I really love it. It's very fun to me because I watched the TV show before I watched the movie. So I'm watching this movie going, oh, wow, look at all these references that are also in the TV show. Whereas you were probably going, wow, look at this TV show and how well yeah. they built off the movie. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. So, cause I did watch the movie, then the show came out and I started mm -hmm. watching the show. Um, and it does such a good job, but it's been a really long time since I watched the movie. So I was comparing it a lot to the show. And I think that the show is such a good love letter to the original source material. And I'm really happy with how the show works. Oh, the show is stunning. Like it, and that was the thing that really amazed me is I didn't think, I thought going into this, that this movie is gonna be like, okay, it's going to be similar, but like kind of different vibes. No, it is. They got some of the most amazing actors for the tv show that just really were like they went to mm -hmm. i go a tv school of acting and improv and they were like i know how to do this which they sure did a random fun fact about the tv show and then i swear i will stop taking us on tangents you've given me too much power with my tangents so one of the actors in the tv show i don't know how to say his name either kavan or kavan novak who plays nandor Mm -hmm. He is an Iranian actor. And when he speaks in his like ancient tongue, he's speaking Iranian. It's really funny. And I learned this because I watched Does this. Does he say anything? I, I think he's just saying whatever is being translated. Because I first watched this oh, okay. TV show with my Iranian best friend. And she was like, yeah, he's like, because the whole thing about they say, oh, where, where my country like used to be it's in modern day iran so that he like is taking like it's i just loved that and like i loved watching it with her and she was like oh yeah i i know what he's saying <laughs> like that is fun yeah. i love when they do that which is why i was like i wonder if he was saying anything like a fun little shout out to the fans I think back he home was just saying like whatever the line was i oh shoot farsi the language is Farsi. Okay. Also referred to sometimes as Persian. If I'm remembering correctly, Termay, please don't roast me when you listen to this. I think I remember correctly. Termay, roast her. Termay, don't roast, roast me. Margot. She's like, hey, this is my best friend in her home country, and she can't get it right, so roast her, but do it in the review so I can read it on the podcast. She's going to listen to this in six to that's, 12 months, maybe. <laughs> that's the perfect time. <laughs> I'm going really to get a text from her in like six to 12 months being like, no, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to be like, you're going to need to be a lot more specific. <laughs> Um, when they're all parading around the town, yes. which one of the three boys would you pick 
to go home with oh. because I said Viago, but only if he's wearing the ruffle. Oh, you know 100% who I'm going home with. You don't even have to pretend like you don't know. Is it Viago? No, it's Vlad. Is it Viago as long as he's wearing the ruffle? No, it's fucking Vlad <laughs> because I have a thing for the dark brooding bad boys of the world. But yeah, so I love the little scene where they're going through New Zealand and they're like, yeah, like that's just what modern vampires do. We move to like these small little countries. We try to keep a low profile. But then when they're walking by, it's like every person they talk to or wave to or whatever is also a vampire, which in my mind is so funny. Yeah. And when I went to so I went to New Zealand a few years ago and I was in Auckland and. It. There's. There's something really funny to me about the idea of this film crew following people around and then everyone like, oh, yeah, hi, and like showing their fangs and no one commenting about it because no one gives a fuck. I do. Like They're love, like, nope, not my business. I do love the idea of there being an entire world of vampires that all these vampires think they're hiding from everyone and everyone else just kind of knows. There's just this unspoken like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Like, it's the best known secret. And then we get to meet the familiar Jackie. I'm Team Jackie. And I feel like that was a very... Oh, Team Jackie all the way. I I do find it to be so funny where it's like... I will say, if I had to pick a favorite familiar, I like Guillermo better. There, I said it. No, I agree. My heart and soul beyond belong to Guillermo. I I like Jackie. What I will say is that Guillermo also gets to be a character where Jackie's definitely not much of a character in this movie. Guillermo is one of the main cast. Yes. Guillermo is the glue that holds that comedy together. Like <laughs> Yeah, like everyone needs the straight like every comedy needs the straight man and that is ironically guillermo and yeah which it, is not <laughs> it works so well yeah um spoiler alert guillermo is gay and spoiler I, alert that they expressed I in the very think... first episode <laughs> uh but he doesn't say that in the first episode that's like a whole coming out episode i thought um... in later seasons I thought so, but I thought the first season had an episode in which he, like, brought a guy, like, was trying to go on a date with a guy and then, like, couldn't make it work because of him living in the house. It may have been something implied that I'm misremembering because I I think also in the very first the episode, he talks about how much he loves Interview with a Vampire, which in my brain went, oh, he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where my brain went. Is, no, I mean, he was fair. like, oh, I love Interview with a Vampire. And my brain went, okay, so he's gay. <laughs> like, yeah, and again, I did not, when I was first watching it, I was not. Yeah, so we had different context. Educated that. on that tragic movie. Yeah. Um, but it's really funny. And talking of talking I, about, I, I don't even know that we like can. I think the thing about this movie is there is a loose plot, but it's just kind of you, you really don't get to know the plot until like the end of the movie. Yeah, no, there's just like a little bit of it's. You're ninety percent there for vibes, like you're ten percent there for plot. You're ninety percent in this movie for vibes, and like I feel like we would kind of be doing an injustice to like just walk beat for beat through this movie when. I feel like yeah. this needs a little bit different of a structure to it. Like, 
we can talk about the characters and the way that they live because the way that it is structured is not a story it's a we're just hanging out these are just our lives yeah i will say so kind of skipping past jackie has to bring over two virgins (laughs) and that's how we get to meet nick and he gets turned into a vampire also by peter which then deacon has the most youngest turns middle child energy through the rest of the movie i know (laughs) and it shows because after the night the night where they like thought they killed nick or whatever it just kind of flash forwards two months there's a dark screen it says two months later and then we open up to a lovely little belly dance scene that deacon is doing and all I could think of is Deacon is exactly who I am when I make my friends listen to my podcast, watch me do my fashion shows, where I'm like, guys, look at this thing I did. Look at me. It's it's the me show. Which is also why I'm like, Deacon is middle child energy because he's so desperate for attention. And then Nick flies through the door, like through the window, admittedly not very well. And he's just pouting and he's fucking pissed. Deacon is fucking pissed. And I love it. <laughs> I I I agree as also a middle child. Mm-hmm. I completely understand those feelings. They also make a reference to the Lost Boys. Yeah, with the spaghetti, with the spaghetti worms. Um, which is solidly on our list now to watch. Lost Boys? Yes. Okay. Um, um also they had to fall down the stairs. I wrote that in all caps. Nick yes. falls down the stairs. <laughs> In all caps, I have staircase fall. I was so excited. Yes. Um, I love every time that there is a staircase fall. I think it's really great every single time. I think last week you said every time someone falls on the staircase, an angel gets their wings. Um, that would have been for the scream episode, I believe. Yeah, that's the one that. Yep, you're right. So they all have like. My understanding is the rules for vampires in this universe is that they all more or less have the same power which you can transform like most of the time you're able to transform into a a bat most of the time you can mind control sometimes vampires get like special extra little goodies but with vlad he's been having trouble shape-shifting correctly he can't get the face right oh my god that cat with vlad's face on it i've seen memes of that and i didn't know what that was from the cat with the fucking face on it, which it's really funny because my favorite part of this documentary is how they will drop this random fact and then intersplice it with different images. Yes. So it's like he can't quite get the face right. And then it's like the snake with the lady's head yeah. or like that old medieval art. Yes. And it's like they're blaming the vampires for the weird shit that medieval art was. And I always find that to be so funny. It's, it is. They do that in the TV show as well. And I think... I love it because it really it gives us more than just oh a Victorian image of someone like they're pulling from so many different ancient sources that despite it being this lighthearted comedy make it feel very robust of a story. It really adds to the world building and it's stuff that you should already kind of know about like you know that medieval art is weird the proportions are off they drew for some goddamn reason babies with abs like (laughs) and that you say it's the vampires like and it's all part of this vampire lore but it's just like this goofy guy next door vlad 
who can't turn into a cat properly anymore because of his <laughs> because fight with the beast. Of his fight with the beast. And the beast is actually his ex-girlfriend. That fucking I don't know how I didn't see that twist coming. With everything that I've seen in the TV show, I should have known that that's what was going to happen. Here's the thing, I completely forgot and I was gobsmacked and I was rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing about that. The reason why I brought up the powers is oh, because yeah. Nick can make it so his friend Stu can't hear him, which we also need to talk about Stu the human. Yeah. We do need to talk about Stu the human because Stu the human's the best. Uh, before we talked about that, I did want to yes. talk about we get to see the transformation into a vampire from Nick's perspective. Like we see Nick turning into yes. a vampire. And it is the funniest thing I've ever seen on in a movie in a very long time. How he's just like, I thought it was just a bad hangover. And the documentary crew followed him home. I know. Followed him into the ER. The documentary crew, I think, is like some of... Because they do this in the TV show as well. I'm going to keep saying it. But yeah, they make the audience a character through the cameraman. Because in, in any scene... A lot of times you can forget it and you can be like, okay, there's Viago and there's Deacon and they're having this conversation, but they break fourth wall so often by looking directly in the camera that it makes the audience an active member in that scene. And, and then you have personality that goes along with these mm -hmm. cameramen. Like there is a personality. Like I still remember the very first episode of the show you watch a cameraman die through the camera itself. Like, he gets attacked by the old guy. I don't remember his name. But he gets attacked and you see that and you you have this, this reminder that the camera is not a passive viewing. We are actively viewing all of this. Yes. And it's such a unique way that even... Parks and Rec in the office, I feel like, did not capitalize on as much as this does because you have the documentary style of, like, the interviews and things like that. But this has, oh, the werewolves are attacking. Time to run. And you hear the cameraman running a la Blair Witch and being attacked yeah. a la Blair Witch style. Like, that was a straight reference to Blair Witch, and I loved it. But... Oh, it was so good. It was great. Yes, and I, and I love that style of storytelling because it makes you feel like you are actively a character in the show. It's, it's, well, and everything yeah. about this movie, it flows very naturally as well. Yes. Like, it feels like you're watching a real-life documentary. And I think one of my favorite things with that is how they introduce Stu and how they introduce the werewolves. And how everyone in this world really is yes-anding the entire way through. And one, I was so excited. I love Reese Darby. So when Reese Darby showed up, I was losing my mind. <laughs> um, ah, but in that entire thing where it's like, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. And they're talking about werewolves and vampires Stu the human is right next to them he's just in this and he's just my friend has some weird new friends Stu's which i homie. think is also yes oh 
I said I didn't look up a lot of history. This is just stuff I kept reading because I keep I got really hyper fixated on this movie last night. Um, apparently, the guy who plays Stu did not realize his role was going to be so important. He thought he was just like a minor character that might be in for a few minutes. And he really is a software guy, like an IT guy. And um, I think he's like friends with, I want to say he's like friends with Taika, like, or something. And he was just unaware for the entire movie so, that he was going to be So all of those reactions are very genuine. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of standing there. Which is so funny That's because you amazing. meet Stu and you find out the reason that Nick and Stu are friends is that Stu used to date Nick's sister. They broke up. And Nick's like, that's got nothing to do with me. He's a really great guy. And they just continue to be friends. I I love Stu. I'm so team Stu. And one of the things that happens is that Stu shows the vampires technology. So now all of a sudden they have cameras and they have FaceTime and they have... I. Was he showing them porn? Um, he was showing them the internet. So by extension, yeah, I guess because there was a whole but thing where mostly... they were like, "Well, that one's not a virgin." If like you look at what she's doing, and I was like, "They're looking at porn." So it was just like he googled. I think he googled virgin, and then it's like, yeah, you can just click oh, on okay. images, got it, and then you can see all these pictures, and then that's when they were making like some random references notes on the girl's virginity status based on what she was or was not doing. And and maybe that's why I also thought this movie was so much older because they were using like very old computers, like old desktop computers and like old it, it looked like old versions of so of websites. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like in a way they made it. I mean, you also have to remember in 20 we could we would look back at websites from 2014 and think they look old as well that's very fair and like i because i think that's something that we forget a lot is the amount that technology has grown and changed even in just the last 10 years is wild to think you know, about i think it's because i think back to when i would poke people on facebook and that's something i did on in seventh grade yeah see that was a thing for me like ninth, so tenth, it feels 11th so grade. much yeah. older mm -hmm. because that time feels so much further away, and it's really not that it's long. It's really ago. not that long ago. And here we Sorry, see pause for existential. Yeah, crisis. here we see the Kirsty having an existential crisis as she realizes yeah. how time works. Oh, it happens about I'd say every two weeks. I realize the passage of time and my inability to stop it. I would turn into a vampire right now if I could, if I'm honest. If, if like fucking Deacon, Nandor, honestly, I would like Nadia, Nadia to turn me. If I got a choice, if I got a choice. See, that's really interesting. My ranking, I have a ranking actually. Okay. Nadia, then Laszlo, because I feel like I have to let Laszlo go next if it's not Nadia. Then I would say, I think Deacon needs a win. Viago needs a win. Then Vlad. Then Peter. 
Then Nandor. I forgot about Nandor, so he's at the bottom of the list. Sorry, Nandor. I, as, as I was watching this movie, came to the conclusion, I don't want to be a vampire. You want to be a werewolf? I think I would like being a werewolf, but I think I would pick a different entity altogether. Like, are those, if I have to pick between the two, I think I'd go with werewolf. Because technically, if you're a werewolf, you don't have to kill people. I, that's fair. That's fair. And you can still eat normal food. Yeah. Here's the thing. With this movie, with this series, this universe, I really appreciate how they tackle the loss of humanity. Yes. So much more than this, like, I don't want to kill people. Like, I think that's really boring. I think that having uh, Nick try to eat a chip, a French fry, if you're from the States. Yeah. And him not being able to and him being like, I'm over this. This is boring. This is stupid. I can't even have French fries anymore. Like the novelty of being a a werewolf, the novelty of being a vampire wore off. Yeah. That was kind of the moment in which I was like, yeah, I don't think I, and just in, not in the way of like, oh, I don't want to kill people. It's like, it just seems like boring after a certain amount of time of like, you have to stay inside. You can only eat one thing. Like, I don't know. I just, it was not for me. Well, you have to stay inside during the day, which I would like to do anyways. Hmm. And the, I can see how eating one thing all the time could get old, but I feel like in the show, they make it seem like each person tastes different and each like type of person will taste different. Yes. So like you kind of get the variety there. I'm just saying. I wouldn't do it. I would not become a vampire. And this is, I want to say that I've, I've healed a piece of my inner child by admitting this. Because 14-year-old me would have done anything for Edward Cullen. So I had to get braces because my canine teeth were so much longer than the rest of my teeth. Like, the way that they were, I had longer canine teeth. So I looked a little bit vampy. See, I... And this is... I want bangs. Right when... Hold on. Hold on. This is right when uh, Twilight was popular like the book twilight was really popular as well like in sixth grade so i got in a lot of trouble because people were like oh what are you a vampire because i had pale skin dark hair and fucking fangs so it's like bite me and that was my comeback for everything someone was being mean to me bite me i would have been your best friend gotten a lot of trouble i would have loved you back then oh my goodness i would have been like all i want to be absolutely we absolutely would have been best friends. And then you would have been like, oh, she's insane. Yeah. And then you would have been like, but, oh, she's also insane. And then we would have once again been fully doing all over the place. <laughs> so true. See, I would have had my mouse books and you would have had your warrior cats books. Owl books. And we would have had. Oh, you had your owl books. This Sorry. Owl books. I, I had my mice books. I had this realization. I was an owl girly. Do you ever, did you, was this a conversation you ever had with like friends of yours of like the owl girly? No. <laughs> we fully derailed. This has gone so far away. So I, I read those owl books in middle school. was obsessed. Love them. I would get 
necklaces with owls on it. And like, cause this was about when I was in high school, it was about the time when it was like the bohemian style was coming in. Like I remember owls, owls being like, the animal. Owls were the animal. I was obsessed. Of the time. I was obsessed. And I, I became labeled an owl girly. And I, I had a realization okay. the other day that that lives true. And I fucking love owls. I respect it. So I'm we're jumping all over the place. I'm trying to find we're just kind of going off vibes. This episode this is, really does not have this is chaos in a whole different way. <laughs> this is exactly what Taika wanted when we when he's like, someday there are going to be girls talking about this on a podcast. And this is what I want them to do. Not talk about the movie for five minutes and just ramble. This is what he would have wanted. Can I call this, is what can I call this episode uh, What We Do in the Shadows? It's only tangents. <laughs> have we even spent 20 full minutes talking about this movie? Honestly, I don't think so. Else? Um, well, because every time we try to do a beat for beat for this movie, like we normally do with our movie conversations, it derails <laughs> to so. but i think that's what makes this so good because like usually when you talk about documentaries in real life there's tangents and things lead into yeah. one thing and what have you and i do think that's why i like this movie so much it and the comedic timing for this movie because every time i think that there's going to be like oh this is the funniest moment in the movie immediately the next line follows it up with something this funnier. is my type of um, humor too just a little bit of awkwardness so dry and just like it taking themselves seriously enough in their humor to know that they're being like this is my type of humor i also want to say one of my favorite things about this that i haven't seen so far in the show and i haven't fully caught up on the show there are zombies in this and there are um, witches i have in this. great news for you oh my God. for what happens in the show Can't wait. if anything if anything, I feel like the show also really gets to build out the world mm -hmm. a lot more, which is great. Yeah. It Because we have some stuff with, like, these vampires learning how to use the computer for the first time. Yeah. Stu is showing them all sorts of different tech, um, how to take selfies, which is a very funny additional montage. But then we have a scene where Stu is helping Viago call up his old familiar who's still like back in Germany or whatever. Yes. And is 90 years old. And Viago's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, you got the postage wrong. <sighs> just I, I wanted to let you know about that performance review. And then this 90-year-old man is like, I wasted my life waiting for you to turn me into a vampire. And then Viago just closes the laptop and i screen. love how he's acting like Stu can understand what he's saying despite the whole conversation being in german yeah Stu is there no thoughts behind there that man's is eyes. no thoughts behind Stu's eyes <laughs> he accepts the vampire thing like a champ okay i'll teach you guys how to use a computer like a champ and then there's no other thoughts behind those eyes not a single thought in that man's eyes do you think that Stu? thought Nick was joking because here's my question because right after like that whole scene with the tech yeah Nick is going around and telling every single person he is a vampire right oh I'm a vampire like and there's that montage which led me to two 
possibilities. People think he's doing a bit because he's being followed by a film crew. So maybe it's like one of those prank shows. They're not thinking too much of it. It's like, oh, what would you do? Popular in that time. Or they just think that this is a crazy man who's like, I'm a vampire because we all were that kid who's like, I'm actually on every level except physical. I am a wolf. I mean, I literally told you last week about those people that I knew that genuinely thought they were vampires and werewolves. And would yeah. feed off of people in the jail and go out into the woods at night. Like, I. Like, people think that. And I just want to know. I think that. Do you think Stu believed I it think Stu... when he first. Or did you think he, like, realized over time he was. T- I being don't honest? think Stu thought. And then. <laughs> <laughs> he sure didn't. I. <laughs> I think that Stu, in his re- in his friendship with Nick, Stu is purely the passenger. Stu is just along for the ride. Nick swings by his house and says, hey, Stu, we're going to go out tonight. And Stu just says, okay, sure, and follows. There is no active, like, Stu's going to make this decision now. And Stu is just following. <laughs> well, there's like, you know how he turned all those tennis games into night tennis games yeah and how i won the last three yeah so i'm a vampire okay like there's there are not a single thoughts (laughs) what woman dumped stew because that's the energy i think that women need is the uh uh-huh There is not a single thought in that man's brain until he becomes a werewolf. And then all of a sudden, there's there's something up there. Not a whole lot. That's what he needed. He needed needed to turn into a werewolf. He needed to turn into a werewolf. And I think that was the cutest. Everyone's going to be all friends now. It was very cute. I liked that a lot. Back to the zombies. At the end of the movie. Back to the zombies. Back to the zombies. I want to make this mention. We have not mentioned it all. The, the The actual plot point of this is that they end up at this masquerade. The Beast slash Colleen yes. is the guest of honor. There are zombies and vampires and witches at this event. And Nick brings Stu. And everyone starts being like, oh my god, there's a human here. And oh my god, he works in tech. He's a virgin. But what I wanted to talk about is that Pauline's new boyfriend is a zombie. Yes. And that just fucking cracks me up. Like, I was not prepared for that. I... I was not prepared for something else that I don't think is even that big of a deal. Like, it's not even a plot point. It's just, like, a a small thing they included. Where they pan from the giant group of people dancing over to a mirror and you only see Stu dancing there because everyone else is like a vampire and doesn't have a reflection. I could not get over that. Yeah, no, the zombie boyfriend thing. Yeah, that's funny. There's no one in the mirror. When filming that, this is what I'm picturing is that everyone's dancing, dancing, dancing. And then there was a time in which everyone had to dropped to the floor when it went into the mirror and it's just Stu. (laughs) I like to think as they like rotate, 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 they're all 
booking it to like out of the, the opposite shot. end. Yeah, they're booking See, it out of the I shot. I like it better if I just picture them going, Judge to the ground. <laughs> We're down. Like it's it's funny. But no, like that whole thing with the zombies is funny. Nick uh biting Jackie is funny because before the oh masquerade my God, yes we do see a whole scene where it's like they go to her house in the middle of the night and she says i think what is the most iconic line in this movie and in the year 2023 we need to say this more if i had a penis i would have been turned years ago that's a funny line that is because she's pissed while saying it ironing a blood-soaked shirt not even a shirt a blouse yeah a blouse with all these fucking ruffles and she's been doing it for like i don't know 10 years or something same with or maybe five years but the same thing and then you see that echoed with fucking guillermo in the show Mm -hmm. where it's like he's been doing all of this shit when guillermo's not there the whole house falls apart but they will not turn him and that is one of the funniest bits and then at the party all of a sudden it's jackie and deacon's like uh you know this is for vampires only and she's like yeah i'm a vampire and he's like what nick turned me he didn't realize his familiar is no longer a vampire anymore or is no longer a human anymore how long had it been since he'd seen her um i think it had only been a few weeks but she's got these fucking fangs i know and she's not doing his familiar work anymore i don't think that it was like super regular familiar work or he does not notice because i think one thing that they show movie and show is they do not give a shit about humans like unless you're one of their friends they don't care like if you're the familiar they do not care about you whatsoever because there is a pretty funny scene in the TV show where they have to take Guillermo to the hospital, but they take him to the familiar hospital. And they're all like, it's essentially just a vet. Like they're in a veterinarian's office. Oh my God. And they they have humans in cages and they're talking about like, Guillermo like sprained his ankle or something. They're like, he's never going to fully recover. He's not going to be like himself again. You should just put him down. And like, <sighs> they do this with every single familiar, regardless of what's happening. And I think it's really funny how they keep that joke and that mindset. But at the and same it's like, time, yeah, we promised to turn you. At the same time, they're so scared of being found out by the humans. Yeah, like you cannot find out. Meanwhile, it's like they don't give a shit. Yeah. I will say the people who terrify me are the familiars. Because them fuckers are humans killing other humans. They're the ones who scare me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I kind of put that like at the end note here as well. So I'm like, what are the ethics of having this film crew follow you around knowing that you're going to kill people? Because this is a f- human film crew. Because when they, like the vampires realize it, they always are the first to point out the film crew. Yeah. And like that they're humans. Just following them around. But it's such a big deal that they not be found out. But you have a film crew to film a documentary? I think that's kind of the point that this whole, like, that they're like, I don't care about humans, no big deal, but we cannot let a single human know who we are, but yet we have a whole group of humans with cameras following us around to make a documentary about who we are, 
but no one can know and it's a total I think that that yeah they are clearly making fun of the concept of you can't know I'm a vampire like type of thing which I think also directly makes fun of Twilight (laughs) oh it totally does I just but you're also like watching these people get killed like and having their blood drained and like there's twice where Viago fucks it up and like is a water hose a fucking fire hose because he hit the main artery the wrong way um I like what are the what's the film crew thinking because they probably I think have not seen a person die that way before and they're just standing there filming it makes me this is a very weird thought I had just had war photographers yeah and like because there is a big discourse within the photographic and artistic um community and kind of beyond this is something we talked a lot about in school is the concept of like you're just there taking pictures of people dying but at the same time those are pictures are how we tell stories and like it's this idea of like is it important to capture what's happening compared to putting the camera down and doing something to help or is it important to immortalize what's happening and then help or have other people help like what of which of those it's like an ongoing conversation that we have and like and to distill this down to then back to this comedy of a movie yeah if you want to take it at the look of like these camera this camera crew is making art their dedication is to make the documentary whatever it is that they see the documentary gets made i think also we can't think about it that much like i think we just don't think about it that much my favorite part is like the more you think about this though like in a more serious way and like you actually give it any sort of weight any sort of meaning Mm -hmm. the more fucked up it is but that's also sort of the point of it because it's supposed to just be a silly movie but it says some wild shit like the whole thing about like immortality at the end after the werewolf thing where we think Stu is dead yeah i was like that hits in such a weird way where it's like this is such a beautiful speech to give to your friend who's grieving about how it's this is the life that we live this is the tragedy of the vampire that no one really wants to think about it's not just being young forever it's watching people get old it's seeing your friends forget who you are and you're desperate for them to just be put out of the misery that they're in because it hurts but it's not really hurting them it's hurting you and it's this constant pain and that's why you have to push people away that's why there's this angst with vampires is because they're so old and they've seen so many people die and like it's such a weirdly beautiful poetic speech accented with a fucking werewolf vampire fight on either side yeah and then you have Stu coming back as a fucking werewolf which i will say um when are we getting stew stew like the stew song like how they're just seeing stew all over the place when is that going on spotify hey <laughs> have you did you ever watch the movie tuck everlasting no i was low-key obsessed with it growing up so here's a tidbit here's some margot lore 
When I was a child, I did not want to grow up. I did not want to become an adult. I did not want to, I was not one of those kids that was like, when I'm going to be grown up, I'm going to be a rock star or a policeman or a doctor. No, I said, I don't want to grow up. I want Peter Pan to come get me. And that's how I want to live my life. And so this movie, Talk Everlasting, very, very brief synopsis. It's about a family who doesn't die. And this girl falls in love with one of the sons and could be whatever happens become that way as well and she will never age she will never die she chooses not to and she leaves and she goes and lives a full life and for so long i was like girl you stupid idiot like why would you not take that why would you not want to stay because like i was so set in this concept of i do not want to grow up i want to stay a kid but now being an adult and looking at it and being like the thought of never dying is terrifying because you reach a point in which yeah. everything you've ever known and loved is gone and at, there's a certain point it just doesn't feel worth it anymore to even keep existing yeah well and the other thing with that which again i think the speech really hits is everything else around you stays unchanged or like continues to change while you stay the same. So all of your friends get older. Your yeah. family gets older. The tech, the world and, technology changes. And, you know, all of a sudden we don't have to write letters and we can FaceTime people and we can take an airplane and we don't have to take a boat. And, like, genes exist. And, like... Yeah. And it's not the aspect of dying that's kind of the worst part. It's everything leading up to it near the end. Yeah. And you have to see your friends and your family and everyone you care about go through that and it was just a weirdly pro like poetic speech that i have been thinking about nonstop, which again is then accented by this crazy silly we're don't mess with us tonight we're we're transforming your jeans are going to just rip off and like the reenactment is so funny because oh, it's that reenactment standing team. there with a bunch of naked guys around him that handing this so newly funny. woken up yeah this newly woken up werewolf a fucking pair of sweatpants and how reese is like lecturing everyone at the beginning for not wearing their sweatpants like you just lost your slacks those are gonna rip off now like yeah. when you turn and it's just and it's accented by that fucking police officer yes oh my god we totally skipped we totally over when the skipped police over came when the police came to the house that was one of the funniest because yeah so peter dies because after nick goes around i'm a vampire i'm a vampire this world has vampire hunters first <laughs> off they have vampire hunters even though pretty much everyone in new zealand is a vampire they have vampire hunters <laughs> and the vampire hunter broke in through um a window in the basement Peter pushed his coffin tomb door on top of him, but the sunlight got in and killed Peter. And then Deacon and Nick get into this huge fight. And then the police are called. Because they and hear they, screaming. Because they hear screaming. There's smoke uh, from the burning vampire body, whatever. And Viago hypnotizes them. And the 
it's tense. Like I will say that was probably one of the tensest scenes I've ever watched. Oh, I was laughing I was like so holding- hard. <laughs> Oh my god, I was holding my breath. I'm like, oh my god, I hope they don't get found out that they're vampires. I was laughing so hard. This is why this is why I would be the one to turn into a vampire. I was like, oh my god, no, not their secret identity as vampires. I was fully convinced something terrible well, was going to happen. Well, they ended up eating the... Oh no, they didn't, because they were still alive in the next one. I thought they... Anyways. Um... No, so... It's like hypnotized. You're not going to notice anything out of the or- ordinary. So meanwhile, Peter and uh, not Peter, uh, Deacon and Nick are in uh, Vlad. They're like mid flight trying to like tear the fight apart yeah. in the Nick kitchen. Up they in go the in corner on the ceiling. Vlad yeah. is trying to pull they him. They only talk to Vlad. Vlad is trying to hold Deacon down who is floating halfway through and the hypnosis works just enough that they just that blaze on by and they're like, oh, did you, you notice that? And they point up to like Nick. And they lo- they go, there's no fire alarms. <laughs> and I fucking lost no my shit. I fucking lost it. It was so funny to me. And then they point the flashlight back down at Vlad. They chalk down. They, they know he's on the floor. They are fully aware and they just are like, Granted. this is normal. <laughs> Granted, they at any point could have just sat at the table. They could have just stopped flying and just sat down at the table while Viago answered the door, and they didn't. They just stayed frozen. And the dead... And Viago, this whole time, is whispering to the camera, I'm really bad at hypnosis, so this could have got, like, (laughs) at any moment. That scene was one of my favorite scenes, because also, that police lady was so fucking funny so funny nailed that like oh my god she was so good so have you heard of the show taskmaster no uh so it's a british comedy competition okay where different comedians like stand-up comedians Mm -hmm. go on the show they have to do a task and it's oh maybe i have stuff yeah i'm sure you've seen like clips of it online but it's like go find the rubber duck and it's you know hidden in this room where everything's yellow so you have to try to find the rubber duck in the least amount of time yeah and they're trying to be the funniest person in the room Mm -hmm. i just found out there's a new zealand edition of the show so i really want to know if there's any comedians who were in this movie that are also on that show. That would be very fun to know. Because, like, they're not taking, like, these super, like, they're not going to have, like, Taika Waititi or Reese Darby, like, big names on there. They're, like, they're usually lower, celeb- like, lower-ranking celebrities, yeah. celebrity comics, but it's very funny. And this show and the humor reminded me of what we do in the shadows so much with, like, just... Yeah the comedic absurdity of it and it's just i don't know i like it i i think i i feel like you will enjoy it as well if you like this humor so much yeah i think i heard about that show probably from a podcast i was listening to so completely butchering the plot of this movie but we we captured the vibes we went for vibes this this time around um oh the very end are you gonna talk about the very end with uh the little wrap-up that they do with everyone oh, after the reenactment. Um, Because we kind of 
we we need to go back again and talk about how Viago has a lot. Oh, the reason that's why right. he went to New Zealand is he has this long love lost love Catherine, and he has like this wonderful silver amulet, like locket. Yes, her picture in his picture. Yes, and he goes and he finds her, and she's like this old woman, like in well into her nineties. And at the end of the movie, they're together, and he get like he turned her into a vampire. So she's this eighty year old woman, and he's just so smitten and there's this really funny bit about age difference oh uh, yeah it's like yeah. Oh, are we concerned about the age gap <laughs> no it's fun like she's 90 i'm 600 years old or whatever call me a cradle robber if you want to it doesn't bother us and i just thought it was so funny and so sweet because viago down bad for this girl yes like so down bad then Vlad gets back together very briefly with Pauline, a.k.a. the Beast, and they're just shown fighting. Pause. And I just thought that was so funny. Vlad's hair during the masquerade, I didn't even talk about this, but his hair during the masquerade oh, yes. was my favorite fucking that thing. weird pompadour. The weird bump it looking. <laughs> he probably went through several cans of hairspray. Steve Harrington could only dream of volume that big. <laughs> oh, Vlad walked so Steve could run. And then Ugh. the very end of the movie, which I... Did you watch... Here's the thing. Did you watch all the way to the end of the credits? I don't... Um, I don't think so. I think I turned it off like Have you almost near the ever end. watched all the way to the end of the credits? I don't think so. Okay, so here's the thing. Is at the very end of the credits, there is a shot... And it's Deacon, and you see Vlad and Viago in the back. And Deacon is saying, you will not remember anything from this documentary. You will not remember anything from the last hour and a half. Essentially so making a bit on hypnotizing whoever's watched it. But they put it at the end of the credits. So, so it's very funny in the sense of, like, no one's going to see it because nobody watches the end of the credits. But if you do see it. It's this very funny Easter egg. Which I do love that because they they kind of, I feel like, spoof on that in the TV show. Where yeah. they had, like, Nadia trying to hypnotize through the TV. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes works, it sometimes doesn't. Yeah. Part of me really wishes that I had us watch, like, when I was scheduling it out, I had us watch different episodes of the TV show as well. Because I do feel like the TV show blends in very nicely with the movie. We did not have the time for that, even though this entire... We're still learning how we want to structure our segments. I think that's what is happening on this. Also, because, like, fun reminder, we just yesterday released our 10th episode. So, like, yeah. we're itty-bitty babies. So we're still learning. We're figuring it out. And we're going to, I think, as we... Wait, it wouldn't have been just yesterday... Because we have some different episode, we have a different episode that comes out. Interview with the Vampire comes out. Before no, I'm saying this one. as of this recording. Yeah, so a uh, little behind the scenes, <laughs> we are because I, I don't know if we said this. In I don't know if we did the last either. in Interview with Vampire or not. We are mass recording some episodes to prepare for Interview. So we have been marathoning different vampire movies. <laughs> We've been marathoning recording. So if we sound a little. How do I put this politely? A little stupid cookie for Cocoa Puffs. No brain thought. No brain cells. Smooth brain. 
every thought we've ever had just slides right off. It's because we have been talking nonstop at each other <laughs> with the only the briefest <laughs> of intermissions. And those intermissions that I take, I then sit down and re-listen to what we talked about over and over and over. And then I have to listen to <laughs> I have to listen to it as if it's such a chore for me to review it. So then I also listen to it again. So then all of the insanity, like it's, we've been doing our best. So this isn't a little bit weird, but yeah, we very recently just put out our 10th episode. We're trying to figure out how we want to structure some things um, to prepare for, I don't know. Expanding the podcast. Yeah. So we're, we're playing around with some stuff. This one the vibes of trying to go beat for beat through this movie just don't make sense because you have to talk about the next thing. Like I said earlier in this episode, you think the funniest thing is what they just said. And it's actually the next thing they say. That's the funniest thing you will ever hear. The plot. Is, and that's how the whole movie the goes. Plot is not there's the no plot. Thing. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just how funny they can get. And there was a lot of lines that I wrote down so I could talk about that. I didn't even get oh, a chance yeah. to tell us about yeah like with the zombie um saying how do i say this pre-deceased yeah oh that, my god that one made me actually <laughs> deceased that one was so funny but yeah i i think we're still we're getting our legs i'd say as to how we want to structure podcast content because i think yeah like we can intersperse some TV show episodes at a certain point. Like, you know, the next time we were like, let's do a marathon of these things. We can look at it a little bit more in advance and decide what all we want to cover on things. It's just unfortunate timing that we're doing this at the moment, which we're like, let's do 5 million other episodes all at the same time. Yeah. It's uh, we're trying to figure out the best way to structure this since we are flying blind because none of you are leaving reviews. That's right, audience. I'm calling you out for that. <laughs> this isn't threads. You're not my favorite child actual thing that I do. Speaking of threads, shall I take us out? Yeah, I think we got to choose a point to end yeah. it because otherwise we'll never stop. <laughs> so if you want to find our threads or our Instagram, it is eternal slumber party pod. We have started posting some reels, some short clips from episodes. If you want to go there, check them out. You can also email us at eternalslumberpartypodcast at gmail.com. If you want to, I don't know, say hi, send us movie recommendations, send us TV show recommendations, send us your thoughts, send us pictures of your pets. You can do all of those things. Uh, you can also DM us on Instagram or threads right now if you want to do that. Percy will make the decision at some point if that becomes too much for her. But currently, she's left that open. So go crazy in there. Also Inbox is currently open. <laughs> you guys can message me. And guess what? I'll probably respond. There's, It's empty right now. So if you message us, then you will be seen and I will respond. So yeah, send us your reviews, send us pictures of your pets, recommendations, stuff you want us to cover, things that we may have messed up, like pronunciations or things that I got wrong, because let's be honest, IMDb, IMDb and Wikipedia are not necessarily reliable sources, but they're what I like to look at in bed while I drift off. 
Um, if you like this episode, send us to your best friend. Send us this to someone who you'd like to turn into a werewolf or <laughs> into a vampire, depending on which team you are. Um, if you don't like us, then send us to your worst enemy uh, because that would be a really funny prank. As always, have a great fish day or not. The choice is yours. I feel like I just tripped acid for two hours. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Literally, what, what, what was this episode?